0: Welcome to Living Water Radio. Today we're going to talk about reconciling our current divisions and how biblical wisdom holds a clue. We'll start by looking at Hebrews 13, starting at verse 1. Hebrews is in the New Testament and is getting pretty close to the end of your Bible. My name is Pastor David Burkdal. My wife, Rev. Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I graduated from St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota, and Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary in Berkeley, California. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and San Dimas, California for over 40 years. I worked in a variety of blue-collar summer jobs in college and seminary, served in the Marine Corps, played drums in jazz bands through college and seminary, and a little beyond, and was a competitive master's swimmer on a team before the pandemic. Today doing gardening and landscape maintenance is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. We are a week away from presenting our 25th video on our YouTube channel, Streams of Living Water, not counting the introduction and welcome video. And coincidentally, we are hoping to move from DSL to high-speed internet in time for that 25th presentation, which should improve the quality, visually, of these videos. I posted a meme yesterday with four panels, all showing the same painting of a scholar poring over a table full of books, taking notes. The captions to the four identical paintings were Biblical Scholar, Biblical Scholar in Quarantine, Biblical Scholar four weeks into quarantine, Biblical Scholar four weeks after quarantine. There are some people whose lives have not changed at all in the past 3.5 months, but for most people, the world has dramatically changed. When we first went into stay-at-home mode three months or so ago, I was okay with that for a while. Then I began to get a little bit of cabin fever. And now as things are opening up again, I have to say I've gotten used to the isolation, the new pace of things, as well as the diminished array of things we can do. We have adjusted. I feel like I entered a sort of stasis field, and now I'm coming out of it into an unfamiliar environment. Our yard has become my gym, our kitchen has become a restaurant, our cars take up space in the garage, and technology has become our eyes and ears to the larger world. Now, when we go back to the old new normal, some readjustment will be necessary. But is that today? As things open up, I'm finding that I'm not as excited as I thought I would be to get back to even the new normal. And I wonder if I should be. The world is reopening, while at the same time the numbers of COVID-19 cases continues to rise. It's like, as one person we know has observed, we've just given up. We've decided that the terrible economy is doing us more harm than the virus, so we're willing to sacrifice another hundred thousand to four hundred thousand people or more, and to believe we will not be one of them. Or way worse, we miss our fun, and we don't really care about anybody else. Someone else we know said, we call them COVIDiots. Too harsh? Sorry. <laughs> it's too soon to go back to the new normal, especially for older people at greater risk with underlying health conditions like us. Each of us, of the rest of us, will need to weigh our needs and our responsibilities to one another. How do we do that? How do we make that choice? We cannot make it from fear. Difficult choices must be made from love, not fear. I'm told that the words don't be afraid or fear not or their equivalent appear 365 times in the Bible or one for every day of the year. If not, it's probably pretty close. However, no fear does not mean no self-control, no love for others, no long-term view, no common decency. We drive safely, not because we're afraid of traffic accidents, but because we want to help others get to their destinations alive and uninjured. That's not fear, but common decency. We take common precautions like wearing face masks, washing or disinfecting our hands frequently, and practicing social distancing, not just for ourselves, but for others. It's in our spiritual DNA to sacrifice some of our own self-interests for the sake of the common good we want to live not because we're afraid to die but because we want to go on serving others in this world we live by faith not fear remember the golden rule a form of it is found in the wisdom literature of most of the world's major religions jesus said in everything do to others as you would have them do to you for this is the law and the prophets matthew 7:12 Here's an example of how that golden rule was lived during a very difficult time for the church, a time when the church was under active persecution by the Roman Empire. Paul writes in his letter to the Hebrews, the 13th chapter, beginning at the first verse, Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them. Those who are being tortured, as though you yourselves were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all, and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled, for God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. The world has changed, and it will change some more. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. How does Jesus call us to build community and to love one another as he first Loved us. What values do Christians live out to help people in a time of pandemic or calls for social change? Love would be at the top of that list, as it was in the passage we just read from Hebrews, as it is in Paul's letter to the Galatians at the beginning of chapter 13. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. Verses 22 through 23. How do we reconcile our current divisions? We start by first being reconciled with God in Jesus Christ. We were a polarized country before the coronavirus pandemic and the demonstrations calling for racial justice. Now it's as if there are two realities being played out for every issue. Who needs to move first? Here's one of my favorite stories about the brokenness we experience, even in the body of Christ, the church. Two little boys were having breakfast one morning. Their mother left the room, and when she came back, she found that they were fighting over the last pancake. Boys, boys, what would Jesus do? she asked. She's right, Billy, said the older boy. You be Jesus. One person or group cannot do all the giving. Each must sacrifice for the other. This cannot be done by human beings. It can only be done by opening ourselves up to the movement of the Holy Spirit, revealing God's will, God's justice to us, and acting in response. It can only be done in God's gift of the transformed life, of a living relationship with the living God and in the streams of living water, God within us, that nourishes and sustains us day to day. This is how we live in a pandemic and advocate for racial justice, by the grace of God, in faith and in action, filled with streams of living water. Today, let's remember to pray for all those awaiting the vaccine and let's remember to pray for the lord's prayer today the one that jesus taught us if you don't know what that is contact us at the revs david and sally at gmail.com and we'll send it to you put your prayer requests in an email to the same address the revs david at gmail.com and we'll include them next time as always we encourage you to stay hydrated open your heart to receive the living water from the source God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or family member. Google it. Do some research. Look around. Phone the pastor. When you have a church, Go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available for your congregation and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders, pray for them, and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google your local hotline or one of the national ones. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or needing them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in one. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, including those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours and for those you are sheltering with in isolation. That's it. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio.